chatterbox Kern. Ever stop talking? You're such a chatterbox Kern. Why does he always have something to say? Kern talks way too much. This is Chatterbox Kern. Hey guys, it's Kern and thank you for joining me again for another recap of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We are on episode 3 and I promise you, this episode did not disappoint. So let's get into it. Before my grandmother left, I felt like I was in training. She used to always say, I want to give you everything I didn't have growing up. Everything I didn't have as a little girl, everything I didn't have as a young girl, I want you to have it. And when my grandmother passed, like, people didn't know what to do. She was the head of our church. We believe in a true living God. So I just got up and I thought there was something pulling me that this is what you're supposed to do, whether people like it, whether they accept it, whether your mom is okay with it. I knew I had to do it. Yeah, we don't say over here. This is the truth. I believe in it. So let God be God. If you weren't feeling the Holy Ghost just now, I don't know what you were feeling. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Mary, 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 Mary Martha Cosby. You are the first lady of Bravo TV right now. When I tell you last time watching this episode, I was completely enthralled. Mary is the most interesting character on this show, in my opinion, at this point. I wrote this down on Twitter when the cast was announced. And Mary's story was the one that really grabbed me because who gets married to their step-grandfather? Who's 20 years older than her but was 20 years younger than her grandma? Which means that the grandpa knew Mary when she was a child. It's a whole bunch of stuff. But when I tell you, seeing Mary in her element, being a Pentecostal woman that Mary is, seeing her preaching and just celebrating and worshiping the lord i was I, I bought into it i kid you not i wasn't raised pentecostal and this is not just going into straight religious talk right now i was raised a jehovah's witness so i am a religious person and i also have family members who are pentecostal and seeing that display on tv because i have visited their churches already and i I found it interesting because that is not how we worship in the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses. But seeing it on display, seeing something like that that I'm familiar with, it was really fascinating to see. And growing up sometimes I used to think that this was an act or why are they behaving like this. But I guess that's just how they worship in the Pentecostal denomination of Christianity. And Mary just looked like she was in her element. The people were in tears. They love Mary. She really helps them deal with whatever they're going through. It's, it's obvious. Like there's a study that sociologists say religion is the opium of the people. And if you know what opium is, you know what, what they're talking about. And I mean, there's so much talk out there about Mary and her religion or her faith being a cult or whatever. But when I tell you, these people, they were worshiping the Lord. They believed what was going on and you could see them in their sunday i'm not sure if it was sunday but i'm telling you they were in it and i i was in it too mary you have me hooked right now 
So this episode, we are setting us ourselves up for a party at the end, a 1920s party to be exact, and it is being hosted by Whitney. I think this is, well, it's not our first party. It's our second major cast event for the season. Well, if you don't count the ski event, which is the third, second one, this, this would be the third. However, it's a party, so let's call it this, the second major cast, if, uh, cast event. And I love me a 1920s theme wasn't necessarily the best time for black folk all the time but hey the the music was always bouncing all is good so it was a good idea and i'm like yes whitney you are showing us you have character whitney rose is one of a kind so i am here for everything that she is giving me and like i had already sided with her uh on the issue with lisa so i'm going to be a little bit biased in my coverage of whitney until I see otherwise. I'm just putting that out there. So she's planning the 1920s party as I said. And I'm excited. I'm really excited because the last time we saw something like this. Or we haven't really seen it on many uh, series. We've seen it on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills twice I think. And I loved, I loved it. Remember that 1920s party in season 1? where Camille showed up and Kyle was literally sweating because she lost the deal for Mauricio. <laughs> fun times when Beverly Hills was actually fun. So yeah, moving on. Heather is planning a baby shower for five of her employees as they're all pregnant and expecting boys. How much more Mormon can you be? Mind you, I don't know if they're Mormon or not, but it's just so funny that five of her employees are pregnant and they're all expecting at the same time and they're expecting boys. Amazing. So she got them five small Range Rovers and it's an all white event. So I just really like Heather. As I said, she's really coming off very well, like a very honest and open person. And as I told one of my friends, if she's pulling a wool over my eyes, I will be so sad because I am buying into Heather. Heck, I'm buying into this whole city. I don't care what anyone else says. This is a great crop. <laughs> Sounding like harvested food. But these are a great batch of women. They are. I really, I'm really loving it. Heather opens up more about being a Mormon. And she said that successful Mormons raise their families well and cater to their husband. As that's what society judges them by. And successful Mormon women to be exact. And I just really feel bad for her because you could see the internal struggle that she's having. She opened up more about her marriage and that basically she chose her husband not because she loved him, but because he was Mormon. And that's what she was raised to do. Isn't that a bit interesting? I see a lot of people saying that Mary's um, situation was not arranged or whatever. But looking at Heather, it's like... It's almost an arrangement in some regard because if it was not a Mormon person, she would not have gotten married. And the producer asked her if she has ever been in love. And it's like she said, no, she doesn't think so. Maybe when she was 15 or 16, but she can't really say that she loved her husband. So when you hear her talking about the marriage ending, you're, you kind of have to ask why she's sad then if she didn't really love him. But it, she's sad because of the whole fact that Mormons don't get divorced and no one in her family had ever been divorced. Well, Whitney, but <laughs> like her father, her mom, her whoever else and her, on her 
ex-husband's side too. No one has ever been divorced. So it's just like, wow. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, she says that her heart is Mormon. But she can't believe she got divorced, as I just said. And it means everything that she is not married. That she doesn't have a husband because that's what she believes. As I said, she, she mentioned that a successful Mormon woman has a husband and takes care of her kids so it's like wow she really feels like she has failed guys and i just feel so bad for heather like what pressure to have on someone we then see jen visiting meredith and she brings all her assistants like sonia morgan walked or creeped and jen is now flying honey jen is flying with all these assistants so she admits that she always feels alone at home. This is something she said in her confessional. So we're seeing a little bit of vulnerability here where she said that she always feels alone at home because the boys are always gone and her husband Sharif basically works from 5 to midnight. Like she mentioned in episode 1 that she basically has a FaceTime marriage and we're seeing these little cracks in these women like the perfection that's so attainable as Lisa wants us to think her life is perfect lisa barlow you know my least favorite for now yeah it's just we're seeing these these little cracks so that's why she likes going to meredith this jen she said that she, she goes to meredith and she can just talk and that's nice that she has a friend that she thinks she could just go to and being their company because no one's at home no one's in the the, the chalet so Meredith, Meredith's son asks her about the party and if she's excited for it. And Jen says, yeah, she's super excited because she has her outfit. And earlier in the episode, we saw her putting on makeup or maybe it's later in the episode. She'll be putting on makeup to see what it would look like before the actual event. And that that's like so extra, but I love it. Like this is reality TV. Sometimes you have to be a little extra. I still had a comment saying Jen is trying too hard and I can't see that. But hey. If, if no one was trying hard, what would we have? Like, Jen is obviously bringing the drama as forced, as forced as some of you might say it is. At this point, I don't mind. So then, Jen talks about wanting to have a slumber party and she wants to have that with Meredith. And here comes her whiny kids. The biggest one being Brooks, Meredith's son, talking about Jen flashing him and he saw her whole vagina. Her vagina was in my face. He says, and based on the clip that we saw, Jen's skirt or dress didn't even ride all the ride down and she was turned to the side. So how did you see her vagina, Brooks? Did she open it like Bethany when Bethany said mention it all? Or did she open spread eagle like Daniel on the beach in the Bahamas? Like, was it the Bahamas? Bimini. Yeah, so if she wasn't open like that, and even before that, the, Jen was speaking about high kicks and the daughter Chloe asked Jen what's, what that was. So Jen was like she can't do that because they would see up her dress. But then the scene changed and then we saw her doing the motion, doing the high kicks and saying grinder, grinder. None of us know what that meant. I thought she was talking about her leg being an actual grinder, making a noise. I don't know. It could be she was talking about the, the dating app grinder or whatever. And I'm assuming that's what Brooks was talking about, why he was uncomfortable. But he said her vagina was in my face and it wasn't. It wasn't. And all of Jen's assistants who were there said so. Of course, 
Meredith is going to side with her kids and this is where it's going to get tricky for Jen and Meredith because you can't expect Meredith to not side with her kids. That's just the truth. And I like the audience will have to choose a side. And so far they're on Jen's side in this particular situation because we all saw the clip. Whether or not, whether or not the conversation was edited, we saw what, was, what Jen was doing. And I don't believe Jen would flash the kid. And let's say that Jen happened to do that, right? Let's just say that, that Jen happened to do that. She warned you. She said, if I do this, you're, you're going to see up my dress. What else did you expect to see under a woman's dress, Brooks? She literally said you'd see her vagina in a sense. So if she said that and you didn't want to see, why were you still looking? Like, why you're not five. You didn't misunderstand what she said. She mentioned the fact that if she did it, you'd see up her dress. So why keep looking if it is that you saw that she was ready to do it? Make it make sense. And then to complain about it in the way that you did to make it seem like she did it intentionally. That was so wrong, Brooks. Sorry, that was super wrong. I love Meredith, but I can't fuck with her kids. Get them off the show. Sorry, fucking spoiled. And not even just spoilt, but like downright judgmental. And it just came off so horribly. Anyways, Lisa takes her 15-year-old to drive and she talks about anxieties as a mom having a teen and the short time she has with them. And I think this is a lot of parents like worry. We saw that a lot with Kyle and all her kids while they're growing up on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We saw that with Cynthia and her daughter when she went off to college. So we've seen this with a lot of parents on these shows talking about the anxiety they feel as their kids are growing up. And I'm just wondering if my mom felt that way when I was growing up. Like, did she ever feel anxious when I left the house? Like, what was going to happen? Would I return? What, would I be doing well in school? Like, these things they, they, they worry about. Like, parents do worry about these things. And maybe until they become a parent... Or maybe even not, but we worry about things. So I understand the anxieties in that in that situation. But it just sounds like she smokes hella cigarettes though. Like that voice, it could be natural, but it just sounds like that voice was developed after smoking a whole bunch of cigarettes. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how she sounds to me. So next up was probably my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> Apart from the entertainment at the church, Mary meeting up with Meredith and it was just such an amazing scene because Meredith seems like a very good listener guys. I think I mentioned this in my previous recap, Meredith seems like the voice of reason on the show. Heather is a sounding board but Meredith seems like the type of person that would listen before she makes a comment. She doesn't just say things. And she seemed so interested in Mary's story. So they're talking about their kids and Mary opens up. And this is when I fell in love with Mary even more. Like I like all the women. Lisa not so much. But she's still okay so far. And Mary opens up about her son having a girlfriend. And that she feels disconnected from him. And I guess again. These are things that parents do feel. So they talk about not being able to connect with women who put up a facade about their relationship and Mary says that she and her husband do everything for their son but it just feels like no they're more of a partnership than a relationship and Meredith kept saying friendship and Mary was basically saying partnership so it just leads me to think like 
is there love like intimate love between mary and robert senior i don't know because mary just kept talking about a partnership and not necessarily a relationship and then meredith shared some more stuff about herself and her husband but not deep enough like we found out in episode two but it was a really good conversation and then mary continues to open up about her grandmother and that her grandmother wanted her to in inherit everything her church like houses and money that she had and all that stuff and i'm loving that mary is telling her story because all that we've seen out there basically came from one reddit post or blog that speaks about mary having a cult and using church money to fund her rich lifestyle we don't know yet what mary does outside of being a first lady maybe we'll find out but i just feel like it's the other side of the family that's spreading this rumor about mary's and her church because the church was split and some members went to the other faith temple that is if they even called faith temple but some other church members went to the mom who mary has not spoken to since she was like 19 they've been estranged since then so yeah that's a complicated family history and i'm kind of happy that she didn't really go too far into the issues about the mom so as not to drag people who are not on the show into discussions about the show so yeah i'm here for it fuck that blog for now because it was just a blog from a reddit post and nothing else has emerged so yeah i just like i really like this conversation it was really good and then mary invites meredith to her church because she says whitney's coming and meredith was like i would like to be there and it was just amazing and then guys mary gave us the story about how she well after the wedding night that is and that she didn't sleep with her husband on the first night because she was like i'm on my period because she knew it was weird she saw that it was weird but she just wanted to honor her grandma's wishes and then she said that her grandma got it right because if it is that she was supposed to pick a husband robert senior would have been who she picked on her own so she thanked her grandma for that as weird as it sounds thank her, she thanks her grandma for that then cut to meredith and her annoying son complaining about jen again he basically told his mom that he doesn't want jen to be back in the home like we don't want that woman here she's going to carry on like that and it's like the disdain the disdain he's displaying for jen for what it's not like he didn't know her or he she's a stranger in the home it's just like why is he reaching so hard for an issue with jen like does he not realize that jen is the star of the show meaning she is one of the official cast members with a cast picture with a tagline with a whole section set up for her she did not have to take time off to fill a spot on a show with her with his mom or with her mom to give her mom a storyline she is a storyline on her own so like brooks fuck off and leave jen alone because you're doing the most right now like give us meredith without this fucking kid like we don't want these kids on the show if they're gonna be targeting the wise for what for what then we see mary at home with her husband and i just started laughing because they're doing something on the stove and mary hasn't the slightest clue what to do with the oven it was just so funny then they talk about their son needing a change of schools and mary is trying to convince us that this is the man as i said that her grandma picked out for her and if she had to pick she would have chosen him herself 
and then we got to the church scene the one that you heard at the beginning of the episode and i'm like wow this is beautiful the congregation loves mary as i said and whitney and her dad who were there with meredith they seem to enjoy the service and i'm happy that they embraced it because they were raised mormon so the fact that Whitney's dad really embraced the environment and he, feel, he felt welcomed, guys. And that is something that Whitney wanted for him. He felt welcomed and that's all that Whitney wanted. So I hope that it helped him in some way. Even if he doesn't continue going, that it helped him. Now we are at Heather's baby shower for her employees and... Whitney and Jen were the only ones that attended. I'm not sure if they were the only ones invited, but they were the only ones from the cast that were there. It seemed beautiful. And then Heather shared some words of wisdom with the moms-to-be that they should just love their kids and let them be their own persons. And I'm just happy that she mentioned something like this because that's all you want parents to do. Love on your kids and support them to do the best in the best way that you can. So it was just... It was just lovely that Heather gave her employees such an advice or even just throwing this party for them. Whitney then tells the, tells the women that are Heather and Jen that she went to Mary's church and Meredith was there. Jen seemed to have a huge issue with this. She felt like Meredith betrayed her because Meredith knows how hurt she was by Mary's comment, which is like, no, I'm not on Jen's side because you told Mary you forgave her. And you're going to move on. If you didn't want to, you should not have accepted the apology. Because Mary did apologize. And so far, we have not seen Mary try to antagonize the situation anymore. So for Jen to be this upset about Meredith going to the church, I don't get it. She says that she's not telling anyone to pick a side. But then she's like, bitch, vote. So you are telling her to pick a side. You're telling her to pick yours. And it, the situation does not involve Mer uh, Meredith at all. So yeah, she feels betrayed by Meredith. And that Meredith shouldn't have gone to Mary's church, especially because she she told her that the sleepover was canceled and she even feels some type of way that Meredith doesn't necessarily need to spend time or want to spend time with her daughter. Or it's the other way around, that her daughter doesn't want to spend time with Meredith, that it's an excuse. So she feels like you're ditching me, but you're going to my enemy in quotations church. Which is like, that's not the point, Jen. And you can't win. You'll never win with a parent and the, the kid. Like, you need to let this go. Because Mary, Meredith, is not going to side with you over her kids in no way. No parent would do that. You wouldn't do that at all. So, that situation where the sleepover is cancelled. And now she's upset that Meredith is hanging out with Mary. Jen, you are going to lose support here. You are. I have to be honest. I like you, but right here, you are in the wrong. 100% here. You're not in the wrong with Brooks from what we saw, right? You are not in the wrong. But for this, you are because Meredith does not deserve to be put in the middle of a situation that does not involve her, regardless of how much you shared with her. Like, sorry, Jen, you are in the wrong here. Like I said, I get that Jen's feelings were hurt about the uh, sleepover being canceled, but... It's not like you found out on the day of the sleepover. Meredith told you this by a text message or however she communicated it to you way before the actual sleepover was to happen. So get out of your feelings. Like, stop. This is not a good look. You can't be dictating who people should be friends with. 
And this is when fans turn on people. And people stand you before the show started. And now people are calling you a tryhard. Like, I can see it. But as I said, we need some extra people on these shows. But if it's coming off forced and fake too much for the entire season, then you might be the most hated for the season. Which is like, whoa. On a season where someone is married to their step-grandfather, like, yeah. Almost at the end, guys. We are now at the 1920s Prohibition Party. And Whitney was in full character. Whitney was in full character. Like, this is her freaking element, okay? And I love an extra moment. As I said, I love when they're extra and over-the-top for parties. And costumes, come on. Who doesn't like costumes? I love wearing costumes at parties. Especially if it's themed. Love it. So they all start filing in one by one. Meredith arrives in bell bottoms. <laughs> like Meredith got the wrong idea of what the 1920s were. We are not at disco in the 1970s Meredith. This is the 1920s. But Lisa then decides to make a comment about the dancers at Whitney's party. Saying Whitney sure loves a stripper taking a dig at Whitney, Whitney's stripper pole in her home. Like Lisa, let it go. Let it go. Jen arrives and she's completely drunk already. She's buzzed. Maybe not fully drunk, but she's buzzed. And then she sees Meredith at the side of her eye talking to Mary. And she just basically turns red. Like she sees red. And the problem is going to start in episode 4. And that is where we're going to stop this recap. This episode was fun. It was good. The ratings were like in the 500,000 um, range. But I don't care. According to Andy, this show is still going to be renewed anyways. So the ratings don't matter. And I feel like it was a good rating. Still being at a 10 o'clock time slot. The day before Thanksgiving. A week after the episode had already aired on Twitter. Yeah, I think it is still going to happen. It's still going to work well. So keep watching, keep listening, and thank you for tuning in. Take care of yourselves and have a great rest of the week.